Welcome to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Feels Like Weezer. I'm Travis Bowe from the Real Comic Heroes podcast. And I am Crystal Beth from the internet. Yay, Crystal Beth. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. You're our guest for the... Uh, the first couple episodes this week, the Monday and Wednesday, today and Wednesday's episodes. Woo! It's great to have you on. Oh, yeah, I'm so happy to be here. I'm yeah. glad I could finally make it. Not a problem. And we have returning champion, <laughs> Travis Bow, my old for- my old former, but maybe to be again, co- co-host, Watchmen yeah. Minute Wise. Um, and he was just on uh, last week as a guest, but he got promoted. <laughs> happy to be back and... Yeah. and- I'm glad you gave me the much uh, comfier chair, so I appreciate that. (laughs) You moved down the couch some. Yeah. You had to move down to allow Crystal Beth to be in between us. Oh, I liked it. I'm I'm squished between my two favorite dudes. (laughs) Um, So this is uh, Monday, like I was saying, uh, minute uh, 13. And it starts with William writing band names on his folder and ends with Lester Bangs pontificating. (laughs) Oh, Lester. (laughs) Um, but one of the first things we see uh you know uh that 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 we're continuing on from what we saw very last week with travis like i said is uh you know it's williams you know cover of his of a notebook trapper keeper type thing probably and it's and one of the most noticeable things in my mind is led zeppelin there yes Mm -hmm. It also brings me back to just whenever anyone would decorate their cover, their covers of anything. It's just such a specific thing that you stop doing once you're not in school anymore. You don't just draw on things like that anymore. I've started to, I think, pick up that. Uh, maybe, maybe that's just evolved, or I don't know. I've started putting stickers on everything. Yeah, water bottles. Yes. Uh, like coffee thermos, like just stuff like that. I, I've been putting, you know, uh, craft beer stickers and you know stuff like that um all over everything kind of in that vein i think and it's got all these other little doodles too i mean it's, it's not 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 all that uh, decipherable as being anything that i'm too familiar with you know little little some kinds of faces and things and oh lester bangs name right here too mm-hmm. that's that's another big one that we uh we get by the end of this minute like i was saying i thought it was uh i'm I'm glad now having uh, you know been on last week and having that section of minutes where we we started that transition where get the music overlaid with the imagery of i think it's the, the record that's spinning over the top of the you know this notebook that he's doodling on um i like starting it here knowing kind of what that all meant or, or yeah. what what you know we're going to I, I guess the the new version of of william that we're going to meet in this minute it, it i don't know cleared things some things up from last week mm-hmm. for me anyways yeah and it's the the song that's playing is uh so you know uh crystal beth i, I think you might have Seen the notes on that a little bit mm-hmm. of this, uh, 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 Sparks by The Who off their yes. album Tommy. One of the An songs I do know. Yeah. You were familiar with it already from prior to this? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a... I spoke to you earlier. Uh, I am someone that can appreciate this movie for its acting. 
I do not give a rat's booty about the music because <laughs> I'm one of the rare people I found out through my life that doesn't hear music or listen to music and it doesn't really affect me. And some people can't live without it. And I honestly could be okay never hearing it again. <laughs> uh, not that I don't like it, but when you were like, oh, we're going to talk about the music with the bands. And I was like, I don't, I'm going to be bad at that part. <laughs> <laughs> I love movie soundtracks. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've started to become a little bit more like that. Um, I, I just don't pay attention to any music anymore, like new music or any of that. I, I don't, um, just don't pay attention even to my favorite bands. You know, I just don't keep up with anybody. And yeah, the only thing I listen to anymore, um, when it's not podcasts, it's, uh, comic book movie, you know, soundtracks or, or film scores. Like that's the only thing that I've got on my, in my playlists. So, mm-hmm. And for the most part, I listen to those as I'm like reading comics because it tends to provide a good, you know, soundtrack for, for reading comics. But um, and so we see, uh, you know, it, it it then cuts to the the wider outer zoom shot of uh, William sitting in the class here where he's doing this doodling, and it's and it's 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 interesting. It's <laughs> this class is made up of mostly women, or you know. At that age, girls maybe, but but he is he is accelerated, so this could be easily be his you know I guess his senior year. Well, it definitely is based on stuff that's happening later on in the movie. Right. It almost seems like the class is almost like split in half. Um, the the women like are, are closer to the foreground, and then a couple yeah a couple of guys towards the back of the I guess the the other side of the room I guess, but yeah. Um, I did notice like with him writing, you know, it, we, we see that, that notebook that we talked about and the fact that it's being like actively doodled on and then it cuts out and it, I think it starts to show him doodling on the cover, but then when it zooms in and we pan like and see his face, it, it actually looks like he's writing in his, in his, uh, I'm sure he's writing a paper for the class that he's because most right. of the other students are also writing, but I kind of wish that we would have uh, met William because I'm meeting this, the William at this age, I'm meeting for the first time in this minute, I guess, I guess like, like everyone else. And I think I almost would have preferred to see him like writing uh, in a more isolated setting to show that like writing is a big deal for him. Huh. Right. You know, be because we know that he's going to be a writer and, and based on, you know, the, what we know of Cameron Crowe, but. Right. And writing is a, I mean, when you, you stereotypically think of writing, it's a very private yeah thing that people usually do, unless they're in like a, you know, open floor plan writer's room in a corporate office or something. But generally, especially in movies, they see you like in your room or something. And when he's young, he's in class, you just see him in school. But I think that's, a great touch because we don't see him being a real kid at all in the movie. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of a fun way to remind you at the very beginning, like, yeah, this human is in high school. I mean, I wish I had the, 
I don't know, wherewithal when I was that age to know what I wanted to do and start doing it. Like the whole time I watched this movie, the only thing I think of was I'm like, how do all these like 16, 17 year old kids know exactly what they like, what they want to do? Like you see Penny who just wants, knows that she just is like living her life and wanting to go do all these things. And then he wants to be a writer. And I was like, I don't know how to talk to boys. I don't know what I want to do. And I still don't. I just, it's, uh, oh my gosh, I'm envious. Hmm. I wonder if it's uh, in 1973, as we see it is here, like, are the options a little more limited compared to today? I mean, and I guess the time that we were all kind of growing up in the, I'm guessing, between the 80s and 90s. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like there are... I guess with the advancements in technology, there are so many more things you can do mm-hmm. fields. You can, you know, get involved in or, or whatever, but I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's possible. The more options you have, the less likely you're going to def- define one. That's, <laughs> you know, this is really what I'm going to do. You know, I mean, it, it could be this, yeah. this or this. You, you, well, it you, also, you, you give yourself more options when you have mm-hmm. more available. Yeah, and it seems like there were less options then because now we see the internet and stuff, but I feel like it was the same thing back then where they're like, well, why would I want to do this? Everyone's already done everything. (laughs) Yeah. Is I think just a constant frame of mind. Like I look back and I'm like, man, if I had started doing comedy back in like the 1850s, I would be so (laughs) kick-ass. But (laughs) like at that point, I'd be like, but I need to feed my family. So I would just like work on the cow farm. Um, the next thing, so then, then it cuts to an out, outside shot, uh, and it tells us pretty quickly, handwritten, uh, night, the night in the old uh, format we've been having, uh, 1973, while uh, William's walking across this kind of uh, student student socialization kind of, you know, Oops. somewhat roof-like. Yeah, I, I was going to say it looks like a rooftop courtyard yeah. kind of thing, which yeah. I really dig. Man, schools in California are so cool looking. Yeah. <laughs> I looked it up. It's the University of San Diego High School, which sounds like sounds like something's wrong there. Yeah, right. Uh, but it says it was closed in 2005, and it was demolished um, a little while later. But wow! This, I guess was an actual high school. At least uh, I look because that that kind of stone wall that he walks up to, I thought was kind of really interesting looking. So I wanted to see where what the filming location was and it's legitimately a high school i guess um and and actually at this point also this this is where a uh a uh, scene difference is for the uh longer uh, director's cut not sure see it's a different yeah it's a different scene because they're writing the 1973 down on a totally different <laughs> looking uh shot mm. that's not on the roof here mm-hmm. um, it's down down in a parking lot area and and the big thing but the big thing to note during this other scene is, is that he gets teased mm. i don't know if that's necessary i think um mm-hmm. you know I think he's giving off a loner type vibe. Yeah. And, you know, I think in the next minute at the very 
last thing that we'll hear him say in the last minute, I think it is a good indication of like, you know, we we don't need to see him picked on to understand that this kid's probably not, you know, the most popular. Right. I mean, honestly, there's one thing worse than being picked on and that's not being noticed at all. Oh, yeah. 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 Like no one even turns to look at him, Mm. which is, I mean, if you're being picked on, at least you can be like, oh, they might like me. That's why they're picking on me. Like I went from getting picked on in middle school to being almost completely ignored at the beginning of high school. And it was such a different feeling where I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have any human interaction at (laughs) all, which is so much more stressful and hits you in such a weird way that you can't explain because you're not being picked on, but you're not even being talked about or acknowledged is that's even more torturous. So like the fact that not even the extras are turning to look at him is I think a really awesome way to show that. Yeah. And especially at the beginning you were talking about how everything was kind of uh, segregated boys and girls if you look at the way they're positioned, the boys are almost leaning to the left and the girls are leaning towards the right. And they're not even like including him in that middle mm. row. Yeah. Oh, and it's that's I think honestly that to me is worse than if we were to see someone like slap the book out of his hand. <laughs> yeah. Personally. Yeah, I like I like I'm glad they cut the I guess the scene of him being picked on. Yeah. It's smart. I think it gives it a completely different tone. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in this, so, but in the, in the uh, theatrical, theatrical version that we're doing, uh, he does uh, reach into his bag and pulls out this uh, magazine uh, cream. And it's not spelled the way you might think if, if you're unfamiliar with older, older, older rock magazines that weren't Rolling Stone. (laughs) Um, C R E E M, and it. Uh, I found the cover, you know, and identified the cover with a. Uh, I think the Google search of mouth and tongue, <laughs> and uh, I identified it as an October 1972 issue. So and it's so it, you know, I think that's I think that's a fine thing to have. Uh, magazines hold on okay. to magazines and you know just just grab and read certain parts that. Uh, are of interest to you that are a bit older just mm-hmm. keep different ones around I've, I've done that at different points in my life well and especially if he well you know if if at this moment in school he knows he's gonna try to meet lester bangs then he might pick uh-huh. you know might grab in his stack of cream magazines at home he might grab this one knowing that it's got a particular article that he wants to uh-huh. reread you know so even if it's Older, yeah, I think it still makes sense that he would, uh, you know, have this one on him this week just to to read again or whatever. Um, so 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 some interesting things and in finding the image of the, mm-hmm. the the full cover with you know that doesn't uh, have uh, you know some uh, uh, it being some some parts of it some parts of the cover being obscured. Uh, you know, it, it does say at the top of America's only rock and roll magazine. Uh, and it's 60 cents. <laughs> and then uh, it, it's it's these it's this, it's just all down the right or the left side are just uh, all in the same 
font and sizes so weird to what we see today on <laughs> magazines, yeah. um, especially ones that are kind of a little more, you know, in the, you know, tr- trying to grab younger readers' attentions and so forth. Yeah. You definitely want to have a lot more color than this does. So it's just all, all white, all white text run down the left side. Uh, in less than 15 minutes, this girl, so I guess this one that's uh, taking this pill is, is what it is, a pill with uh, uh, A and uh, S, uh, one, one, one over the top of the, each other. Hmm. It's not, they're not side by side, the letters A and S, but, um, so I'm not, I'm not, I, I have had a hard time figuring that one out, if either yeah. of you are aware or. Any listeners? No, I don't know that much about pills. I usually swallow them before I can look at them. <laughs> but so then, so then, in less than fifteen minutes, this girl will be a member of Sopor Nation. S O P O R. So that I found has is reference to it's it's methaqualone or uh, quaaludes, mm. which I think uh, comes up uh, much later in the movie. Um, but uh, you know, of of further um, uh, quotes, uh, indications of what what uh, what's really going on here is uh, where uh, cream, I guess, was talked about. Uh, I, f- I found a site that said it ran cover stories on Sopor Nation, the new mass of kids hooked on quaaludes and Reds. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't huh. look further into what Reds are. So that would be something interesting if, if either you might be aware or we can talk further in our in our group on Facebook, the Band-Aids Listener Society. <laughs> um, and then the next thing is uh, Humble Pie Eat Out. <laughs> so there's the uh, a very sexual connotation there. And also Humble Pie is the band that uh, Peter Frampton is, was, was in before he went solo. Mm. And he is a very small cameo acting bit uh just a little bit later on in the movie not too far away hmm. i was looking up pill with as on it and yeah. um i don't think it's alka-seltzer <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah i don't know i thought it was an acid tab that's what mm-hmm. i assumed it was but and i think you know there are all sorts of weird ways to take acid so i don't think that's what this is but Oh, and the other thing with humble pie eat out, it's it's kind of a play on the uh, the old expression "eat humble pie," mm-hmm. I think too. Oh. Um, the next one is uh, Emmett Grogan discovers meat. <laughs> <laughs> so Emmett Gro- Grogan, did you? Either, neither of you mm-hmm. knew about this. You didn't look in no. close enough at their, or I don't think it, no. is, it even is. You can look in close enough at the magazine as it is on screen, but. Th- I think you'll find this pretty interesting, Crystal Beth. Yeah, uh-huh. have you ever heard of the Diggers? No. No, they were an improvisational group. Oh. Yeah, but they were also a radical community action group as well. They're both, <laughs> and hmm. and the biggest name you'll hear from that. I don't I don't know about the second Emmett Grogan. I don't think I've ever heard of him before. And there are a couple other names too, and even those were a little more more familiar but the big one peter coyote the actor from uh, et is where i know him as from (laughs) at the end got a distinct face but i think i always confuse him for uh sam waterford from uh 
one of the NYPD or or LA Law, oh, not yeah. LA Law. Uh, what's that one? The the big one. Sam Waterston. Yeah, that's what I meant. Law and Order. Law and Order. There you go. Yeah. Um, so apparently he, this Emmett Grogan, stole slabs of meat <laughs> from from a market in San Francisco. Oh. So they're, I think they're just playing on, I don't know if it's, you know, the whole idea of meat markets, <laughs> you know. <laughs> this, this is, feeding the poor. And, you know, as far as I know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, that's possible. Yeah, that, that's what, that was the, the idea probably. Little Robin Hood type thing. Hmm. Um, and then the next one is a uh, fire sign theater. Art is cheese. So there is just a, a year long uh, running article that was in this magazine cream at mm. this time that uh, just talking, you know, just the uh, fire sign theater guys, I think writing this article. So if you, you know who they are, right? Crystal Beth. No, no. Oh boy. Now what? they're not, they're not improvisational, <laughs> but okay. So they're a great, they're a great, American version of Monty Python. Huh. Um, Wait, who? Monty Python? <laughs> Fi- no, uh, no, Sign- no. Yeah, Firesign Theater. Yeah, no. Yeah, I've never heard of that either. Yeah. Most of their stuff seems like it's uh, it's all, you know a whole album sides worth back in the day, you know, so hmm. fairly long form, uh, kind of dr- dramatic uh, with comedy, comedy hmm. thrown in. It's almost like uh-huh. uh, how Airplane uh, came from the uh, uh, Zero Hour movie. was huh. was kind of not exactly stolen because they had the rights to it. <laughs> the Zucker Abrams guys. Oh, okay. But uh, there's an old uh, old 50s movie that, that, that uh, Airplane stole from, essentially. Gotcha. And that's what they did. They, they, you know, just taking a, you know, some noirish and other... Slightly older uh, radio type uh, uh, plays and uh, added comedy. Kind of spoofing. Made them funny. Hmm. Um, and then finally, the very last thing is uh, that I could not find anything about really Consciousness Carnival. Hmm. So if anyone's aware of that, what that one is talking about, that would be really interesting to find out. I wish I was more helpful. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Yeah, um, and then when William opens it, um, I can clearly see that it's it's uh, on the inside of the front cover. It's what we see next minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the, the 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 actual version of the uh, the an album cover uh, of E Pop. Oh, okay, you can see that there. Um, right about second thirty five. Um, oh, that okay. cover is a woman on a bicycle. Yeah, it's probably like women a like bicycles. Or... Yeah. Hmm. Um, and then we get uh, some stuff that's inside that uh, isn't quite matching up. I mean, it's actually one of the latter things um, I definitely uh, figured out was actually from a different issue. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not really looking on the inside of this exact issue. It's some other other issues. Kind of uh, cream. I, I kind of wondered if that was the case because we know in the last previous couple minutes we know the the records that we kind of got a little you know montage kind of yeah, sequence with right. the records we know that those were Cameron Crowe's real physical albums and they weren't you know and maybe may, 
may not have existed at the at the exact time and and month or you know month and year that that it would have been set but i bet i wouldn't be surprised if you know the magazine that we've we've got close-ups on here might be if cameron crowe saved all these magazines you know maybe it's it's kind of his personal library of these magazines or something because yeah there is one 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 close-up that looks like the actual paper quality is completely different yeah you know i don't know what that's all about but they weren't expecting people to watch it at a high <laughs> yeah, <definition. that's> right. <laughs> yeah 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 but i mean also you know who's to say that william didn't like you know pull something out of one magazine stick in another one yeah. or or cut uh-huh. something uh, an image off of one thing on on the previous page to stick on his wall or whatever and so the inside of the magazine, you know, ends up looking weird because it's missing pieces or whatever. Yeah, well, what this one actually looks like, it's it's okay. So the one uh, with Keith Richards with the sign that says, oh, Patience, yeah, yeah. please, a drug-free America comes first. So he's <laughs> kind of standing next to the sign, ironically, um, for him at the time especially. Um, but um, so just opposite, at the opposite of the fold is this other piece of paper. It almost looks like it might say something about arsons and ashes, but mm-hmm. it's very, very cut off. But it's it's actually what looks like to me like an older version of, um, I mean, this, this is the way my old, <laughs> of this era, birth certificate looks a little bit like. Um, as, oh, sure. As, you know, from it being a copy back then uh, in the 70s. Um, uh, it's kind of very, very brownish, very yeah. different uh, color and so forth, and the way some folds are. Something weird is definitely... Something was kind of definitely uh, stuck in. Yeah. Just kind of hanging a bit loose inside. uh... It's funny how, like, especially back in the day, how different uh, paper, like paper ages differently than paper does now. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember in the 90s, paper from the 80s had this very weird, like, yellow, like, thick, dry texture. And now... (laughs) you know, paper from the early 2000s looks and feels exactly the same way as it did 20 years ago, as opposed to 20 years ago when paper from 10 years ago felt so different. Huh. I only noticed that from like different books I've read and stuff. Hmm. Hmm. And the next picture we see is a photo of uh, Pete Townsend okay. of The Who I thought that that's, we're listening to right now. Yeah, I thought that's who that was. Um, and then we're finally in the uh, DJ booth. We've we've been listening to during this uh, these uh, cutaways between these insides of the magazine. Magazine we're hearing a bit of uh, uh, we're hearing Lester Bangs first before seeing him. Yeah, I like this uh, little. What did you call it uh, at the start? What did uh, you say? Pontificating. Pontificating. Yeah, I like this this bit that he's kind of going on about, and um, especially the. Uh, what he says about music being like personal, you know, you, you hear it in your car, you, it's in your headphones. Um, I think that like, like thinking about that, like as, you know, as podcasters, I think that's very relatable because I feel like so many of the shows that I listen to, it's it, it, because they're mostly conversational, 
you know, you feel like you're in on the conversation when you just have right. two or three people just talking, you know, in your ears, you know, all day or whatever, it, it, you start to feel like it's, it is personal, I think, mm -hmm. uh, especially with podcasting. So I think, oh was, yeah, I, told, very, I respond to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I liked what he was saying about music in that, in that way, but I definitely think that's uh, very, very relatable uh, for me as far as like podcasting goes. And he compares it to, he says it's a place apart from the vast benign lap of America. <laughs> so, so deep. Yeah. I wasn't sure if Lester Bangs was a real person. I mean, I, I wasn't surprised that he is, you know, but um, found that he uh, died at the age of 33 from a, an accidental oh. overdose. He was taking like something called dex, dextropropoxifene, which is a uh, mild pain relief and cough suppressant and then he also had diazepam which is a sleep aid it's, it's valium and then Oof. nyquil so little little sleepy time cocktail probably because he was sick you know i think that's why they said he was it was accidental overdose i'm sure he was just trying to feel take, better you know yeah but especially interesting you know given you know philip seymour hoffman's untimely oh. death as well you know I forget how his, what happened with him. I, I, I know it was like drug related. I, I just don't remember if it was. I feel like it was, su it's a suicidal overdose, right? It, it was also a combined drug intoxication. Yeah. Okay. Very crazy. Yeah. So sad. Oh gosh, I remember yeah. that. I was, I was the worst. Um, so, like, the, the one that's uh, actually a different magazine is uh, from January 1973. It's when we see the, uh, so you say you miss the Stones too. Mm. Cheer up, we're a majority by Lester Bangs. And it's actually before that uh, part of the part of this uh, title of the article. It says, I only get my rocks off when I'm dreaming. <laughs> and, uh, so you say you missed. Um, and that's January 73 when that was written. From Rolling Stone. Um, we also see Neil Young, and we see another picture of, or actually an article, um, not a picture, an, uh, an article on Keith Richards around second 40. Mm -hmm. um, and then, interestingly to you, Travis, because I, I believe you and your wife, you've been to, you enjoy roller derbies. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Roller derby white trash. I saw that. So, <laughs> roller derby white uh, trash, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's changed a lot, at least the the several you know, we were season ticket holders for um, one of the local teams here, and we've we've supported other teams also locally the last couple of years. And, and it's not really a white trash. I mean, it's not like a, I, I wouldn't call it like a redneck thing. You know, now mm -hmm. I think back in the seventies, yeah, I'm guessing it was a was a little, uh, I don't know, different different uh, clientele. <laughs> Mm -hmm. different type of support group you know but it's a lot of fun a lot of fun now um then another one is um a mega a megatonic journey with lester bangs and prior to that <laughs> and this is this is from this is way out of the time loop though or time that we're in 
1973. This is from October 10th, 1974. Mm. Um, it's How to Be a Rock Critic. Who Are the Real Dictators by Lester Bangs. Oh. And, then, and then the subtitle, A Megatonic Journey. Yeah. So it kind of works to, to give us a little taste of like, you know, the probably what Cameron Crowe was inspired by or like, you know, this, this world that he was yeah. immersed in probably around this yeah. age. I completely miss the detail. Um, like just seeing him, seeing William outside this window looking in, like I just assumed he was looking in a, in a music shop. Oh yeah. Um, because it was just, it, you know, we're being introduced to William as he, you know, his musical education has has begun because of his sister, and now we're, we, you know, we know that he's into Led Zeppelin and and the Who and all that stuff. And yeah, and why would you have a recording studio on ground floor with all windows <laughs> where someone could knock and ruin everything? Mm. <laughs> but I, well, I, yeah, miss. And that the... reminds me of uh, the '90s TV show, though uh, Northern Exposure. They had mm. something similar there, though. Right there, like the last, almost the last second or two. Uh-huh. Uh, now I realize that, you know, that William is actually standing outside this window, um, looking in as, you know, actually actually observing Lester Bangs and then this, uh, I guess, DJ, a radio host, um, which I missed like the first couple times through the minute and until. You get to the tomorrow's or the next minute, we'll, you know, then you really real uh, realize that he's standing outside while this is all mm-hmm. going on. Kind of cool though. And I wouldn't be surprised if what they're you know that, that outside you could hear. Uh, yeah, based on his some, reaction, it seems like some speakers. Yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah, and I think uh, I think we could uh, leave the actress. Here, and, and even her name that's mentioned next minute uh we can leave that all for for wednesday's episode save it for yeah yeah heard draw up for that anything else uh either of you have i'm good no 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 okay so crystal beth you did mention the the thing i mentioned before we started um recording uh you know it's this uh question i'm i've been asking uh um all of our guests so far you know, to uh, rank these four bands that make up, that are believed to make up uh, the Stillwater band, uh, Almond Brothers Band, Eagles, Led Zeppelin, Leonard Skinner. Um, but you're kind of hesitant to do that. Would you like to just <laughs> explain yourself? Um, I like to, whenever I'm about to eat an almond, I call it Almond <laughs> Brothers. Oh, yeah. Almond Brothers. That's about all I know about any of this. <laughs> I don't, uh, like I said, I don't listen to music really. I appreciate music when it's in places and like I love the way it sounds in the movie, but mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you who's who or what's what at all. So if I was to pick an order of, I guess I would do it alphabetically. <laughs> So, Almond Brothers, Eagles, Led Zeppelin, Leonard Skinnerd, Poco. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the end. Hashtag Cameron Crow. <laughs> as long as uh, you put Leonard Skinnerd on bottom, I'm happy. <laughs> I like that they have so many Y's in their name. Like that's pretty cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, Ys were the X's of the of the seventies. <laughs> or well, very cool. I I can understand it. I mean, I I feel like I probably have some other blind spots. I mean, like like flowers. To me, flowers are just there, and I don't know <laughs> know their names really. I mean, I've heard some of their names, but I could probably tell you some, but I don't. I can't match them up very well. Besides your standard rose, <laughs> it's probably right. the only one I really know. That that, that ro- the rose would be like the Beatles to you, maybe. Yeah, I happen to you, be you, very good at flowers. I could tell you yeah. all about them. Oh, cool. So, uh, and uh, to wrap up, I think we could have a little plugs for uh, for both of you. Really, I mean, you know, but uh, Travis, if you can, if you want to, sure. Um, you can go back and listen to. Uh, Eric and my journey with uh, Watchmen, one minute at a time. Woo! Easily find that, and uh, I get to hear Crystal Beth as a guest on there, as well as a lot of other cool people. Um, yeah, just find that everywhere. Just search Watchmen Minute. Uh, my other podcast, Real Comic Heroes. Crystal Beth has also been on that one. Yeah. She, was, she joined us for Return of the Jedi. Oh, that was so nice. Yeah. <laughs> So you can find that one and uh, listen to all the, you know, genre, geeky comic book movies that we talk about. Um, Just search Real Comic Heroes with two E's in real. Like a movie reel. Yeah, you get it. Very cool. And and Crystal Beth, you want to give a little bit of plugs? We can, we'll certainly uh, allow you to. Have more time with it too tomorrow. <laughs> Mine are actually pretty pretty small. Social media is the Crystal Beth, yeah. and I have a video game podcast called Keep Calm and Game On, yeah. which is on iTunes and it's a lot of fun. And then I cover uh, the Fifth Element in the process you're doing. So, the Fifth Element it on iTunes. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's great. That's, uh, <laughs> that was a good show. Stuff to listen to. Oh, thanks. Um, so this was uh, Monday here with Minute 13, and so glad to have uh, both uh, Travis and Crystal Beth on. And I think you'll be able to make it back tomorrow, or back uh, Wednesday. Yes, say please. Two Absolutely. Okay. Um, so until then, it's all happening. It's, it's all happening. All happening. I am a golden god. Yeah! 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 And I was It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 